Discovery, go at throttle up. Sees truth. I am your host, Big EC, and this is episode number 10. We've been at this for 10 weeks, and in 10 weeks, we have launched the podcast, launched the website, launched the brand of Big EC's Truth. Today, on episode number 10, we are addressing Biden's 65th day in office and his first press conference where he has taken questions. I'm going to waste no time and we are going straight to the conference. Here we go. Here's the deal. I think my Republican colleagues are going to have to determine whether or not we want to work together or they are decide that the way in which they want to proceed is to uh, is to uh, just uh, um, decide to divide the country, continue the politics of division. But I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to move forward and take these things as they come. Six minutes and 44 seconds into the press briefing, he gives us our first, here's the deal. So Biden, here's the deal. You're, you're saying the Republicans now need to just get in line and go along with it. Well, you promised unity. You passed the biggest sham this country has ever seen with zero bipartisan support. Zero. You almost lost your ability to pass that with some of the Democrats, but you pulled them in by adding some things to their districts and maneuvering uh, in what in politics is is the whip's job. You, you managed to do that and get that done. No bipartisanship, ultimate division. And now the Republicans, they need to get in line and they need to make the decision when you yourself promised that you were going to work through unity. If you take a look at the number of people who are coming, the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of people coming to the border and crossing are being sent back, are being sent back thousands tens of thousands of people who are who are over 18 years of age and single people one at a time coming have been sent back sent home we're sending back the vast majority of the families that are coming we're trying to work out now with mexico their willingness to take more of those families back well we're going to keep uncovering the truth at Big E.C.'s truth. And the fact of the matter is, Mr. Biden, that's a lie and you know it. That's the, that is unbelievable that you would even suggest that you're sending the, the vast majority away. And in fact, Department of Homeland Security couldn't handle the influx. And so last week they released thousands thousands of immigrants into the system without the proper court dates and without 
being properly identified. These people have been released into this country and are not trackable. They're here now. How many of them are here to cause harm? How many of them are here to suck and drain off the system? We don't know the answers to those questions. They don't have a court date and they're in the United States spreading out. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Let, let me actually quote you the Mexican president's uh, position on, on Biden. And uh, Obrador, president uh, of Mexico, Lopez Obrador, has said, expectations were created that with the government of President Biden, there would be a better treatment of migrants. And this has caused Central American migrants, and also from our country, wanting to cross the border, thinking that it is easier to do so. So there, there you have the president of Mexico saying that this is what is going on. Uh, second quote, people don't go to the United States for fun. They go out of necessity. That's true. They see Biden as the migrant president, and so many feel they're going to reach the United States. We need to work together to regulate the flow because this business can't be tackled from one day to the next. End quote. President of Mexico hey, saying, look, there's a problem here. Biden has set the expectation. He's opened it up with open arms. Biden set that expectation, and we do need to address it. Filibuster. So filibuster. Um, you know, with regard to the filibuster, I believe we should go back to a position of the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. Um, and that is that it used to be required for the filibuster. And I, I had a card on this. So I was going to give you the statistics, but you probably know them. Uh, that it used to be that uh, the it, that well. From between 1917 and 1971, the filibuster existed. There were a total of 58 motions to break a filibuster that whole time. Last year alone, there were five times that many. So it's being abused in a gigantic way. And for example, it used to be you had to stand there and talk and talk and talk and talk until you collapsed. And guess what? People got tired of talking and tired of collapsing. Filibusters broke down and we were able to break the filibuster, get a quorum and vote. Did you catch what he said there? He said that, the, that it's being abused, the filibuster is being abused. So because the legislative process is being used more than he would like it to be used, it is now becoming an abused process. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy is rewriting the rule book as we know it, and he's doing it right in front of our faces. I, I also am unsure if he was joking about his 120 years uh, in politics comment. Uh, it, I'm going to post the actual press conference. It's a little over an hour. It's about an hour and 12 minutes long. I'm going to post that on my website, and you can go to that and look at when he says he doesn't crack a smile, he doesn't look up, he doesn't look for laughter. Nobody laughs. I, this guy is so confused. But here's the deal. As you observed, I'm a fairly practical guy. I want to get things done. I want to get them done 
consistent with what we promised the American people. And in order to do that, in a 50-50 Senate, we've got to get to the place where I get 50 votes so that the Vice President of the United States can break the tie, or I get 51 votes without her. And so I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I've, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Well, aside from the stumbles and the fumbles, I mean, boy, I, I, th this is really, this is really getting out of hand. This guy is just not capable of of delivering a message, and and it's it's just sad. We look so weak as this country right now. It's it's embarrassing. But catching the end of that note, if there's a lock and, and we can't get to the decision point. We're going to go beyond what he's talking about. What does that mean, Biden? What do you mean, go beyond? There are plans in the works that we don't know about, and, and he's leaking it. This is a leak. This is an Easter egg he's leaving us on, on what is to come for us in the future. Because we all know, for those of you listening to this podcast, you know that there is going to be lock. There is going to be gridlock in the, in the House and in the Senate. So he's saying he's going to do something. He's going to go beyond measures to get around it. Can't do it. But nobody's going to call him on it, and he's going to get to do this. This is, this is I'm telling you, folks, this is what I mean when I say keep your head on the swivel. Look around. Keep your head moving on all sides. It's coming at you every which way you look. Thank you, Mr. President. Um... To follow up on the filibuster, so do you believe it should take 60 votes to end a filibuster on legislation or 51? <laughs> if we could end it with 51, we would have no problem. You're going to have to, the existing rule, uh, it's going to be hard to get a parliamentary ruling that allows 50 votes to end the filibuster, the, the existence of a filibuster. Um, but... Um, and quite simply put, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Whoop, there it is. He would prefer 51 to end the filibuster as opposed to 60. And that, that of course, through the fumbling and mumbling that you heard, uh, the butts and the ums and the... Uh, the, 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 the uh, I mean, it's pretty clear what the intentions are here. It's very, very clear follow, sir. You mentioned uh, circumstances that must be horrific. The Customs and Border Protection Facility in Donna, Texas, I was there, is at 1,556% capacity yep. right now with mostly unaccompanied minors. There are kids that are sleeping on floors. They are packed into these pods. I've spoken to lawyers who say that they, some of these children have not seen the sun in days. What's your reaction? What is your reaction to these images that have come out from that particular facility? Is what's happening inside acceptable to you? And when is this going to be fixed? I, I, that's a serious question, right? Is it acceptable to me? Come on. That's why we're going to be moving a thousand of those kids out quickly. That's why I got Fort Bliss opened up. That's why I've been working from the moment 
this started to happen to try to find additional access for children to be able to safely not just children but particularly children to be able to safely be housed while we follow through on the rest of what's happening yes mr biden that was a serious question why is that a serious question it's your daygum administration that is allowing this to happen and oh by the way they were sleeping on the floors and in pods cages say it he's got kids in cages just like just like they had under president obama trump didn't do this that never happened we've already established that as fact the pictures that were shown in the media that blame trump for kids in cages were actually photographs from the obama biden administration here we are again biden harris administration kids are in pods on the floor these look at the images go look at the photographs they are packed in these plexiglass sardine cans stacked up in silver little thin blankets silver silver emergency blankets crisis blankets they're wrapped in so yes mr biden that was a serious question and no no you didn't care you only care about the optics of it that's why you've taken action you took no action until there were photographs out there and you didn't allow the media to come in and photograph you said no the dhs said no no photographs no media they had to go to the other side they had to go across the border and take photos of the united states looking outward because of your policies biden you only took action because of the optics you did nothing you did nothing until those photographs came out you have the kids in cages you have the kids sleeping in these conditions this reporter by the way not a conservative reporter has called you to the carpet and you answered again fully and openly dishonestly that's what you've done that's what you've selected to do the optics were bad so i'm going to try to fix something and do something responsibility for everything that's happening at the border now i hear you talking a lot about the past administration you decided to roll back some of those policies. Did you move too quickly to, to, roll, to roll back, back what? I'm sorry. Policies. Did you move too quickly to roll back some of the executive orders of your predecessor? First of all, all the policies are underway. We're not helping at all. Oh, oh, they weren't helping at all. So, so no. The answer is no. He's not going to bear responsibility for what's going on, and the policies that President Trump put in place did not work at all. Hmm. Really, I don't recall under the last four years having this problem. Thousands, 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 hundred thousand in a day coming into this country illegally. I don't recall that happening. So obviously the policies worked. You're a liar. I'm angry today, folks. I'm sorry. But this, this press conference really, I mean, he's, he's blaming his predecessor, he's blaming President Trump for these issues, and they're not Trump's issues. Trump put a stop to this and said, yeah, we want immigration. We love it. Do it legally. And if you're seeking asylum, go through the asylum process. That's all he did. It's very simple. Joe Biden, you are a disgraceful liar. And that's all there is to that. You're a liar. There's a, a whole lot more 
to cover in this press briefing, and, and I'm limited on time, of course, uh, so I will post this on, on BigECsTruth.net, but I'm going to leave you with the scariest one of all. This is the last one. Let's take a listen here. You also just made some news by saying that you are going to run for re-election. I said that is my expectation. So is that a yes, that you are running for re-election? Look, I'm, I, I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of fate. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead for certain. And if you, it, do, if you do run, will Vice President Harris be on your ticket? I would fully expect that to be the case. She's doing a great job. She's a great partner. She's a great partner. And do you believe you'll be running against former President Trump? Oh, come on. I don't even think about it. I don't have, I have no idea. I have no idea whether there'll be a Republican Party. Do you? I know you don't have to answer my question, but I mean, you know, do you? I mean, look, this is, the way I view things, I become a great respecter of fate in my life. I set a goal of what's in front of me to get things done for the people I care most about which are hard-working, decent American people who are getting really having it stuck to them. I want to change the paradigm. I want to change the paradigm. We start to reward work, not just wealth. I want to change the paradigm. If you notice, didn't you find it kind of interesting that my Republican friends were worried about that the cost and the taxes that had to be had, if there is any tax to be had, as they talk about it, in dealing with the the act that we just passed which puts money in people's pockets ordinary people to hear them complain when they passed close to two trillion dollar trump tax cut 83 percent going to the top one percent do you hear them talk about that at all i love the fact that they found this whole idea of concern about the federal budget it's kind of amazing when the federal budget is saving people's lives, they don't think it's such a good idea. When the federal budget is feathering the nest of the wealthiest Americans, 90 of the Fortune 500 companies making billions of dollars, not paying a cent in taxes, reducing taxes to the point that people who are making, you know, if you're a husband and wife, school teacher, and a cop, you're paying at a higher rate than the average person making a billion dollars a year is. Something's wrong. Their newfound concern. I'm concerned, look, I meant what I said when I ran, and a lot of you still think I'm wrong, and I respect that. So I'm running for three reasons. To restore the soul, dignity, honor, honesty, transparency to the American political system. Two, to rebuild the backbone of this country, the middle class, hardworking people and people struggling in the middle class. They built America, and unions built them. The third reason I said I was running was to unite the country. And generically speaking, all of you said, no, you can't do that. Well, I've not been able to unite the Congress, but I've been uniting the country based on the polling data. Conservatives have always cared about the federal budget, Mr. Biden, hence the name conservative. And what are you yelling about? First of all, unions do not make the middle class. Get out of here with that. Unions can be another topic for another podcast, but this guy is off his rocker. He needs to be in a home 
enjoying the rest of his life. This is borderline senior abuse. They're wheeling this guy out here, and, and this is all lies. These are all lies. You can go and look these things up, what he's talking about. He's talking about corporations not paying tax. They pay tax. You wouldn't even believe some of the numbers of taxes they pay. They're, they're picking and choosing these mathematical equations that show that Amazon is paying less as a corporation than you are as an individual, and that is just not true. And I don't like Amazon. I don't like Amazon. I'm no fan of Amazon. And I'm no fan of some of these other high-tech or big-tech companies. But they're paying their taxes. They're paying the benefits. They're paying for these employees, and they have hundreds of thousands of employees in the United States. Millions of employees, if you combine these. Millions of employees. This man is way out of, out of touch with reality. And lastly, he doesn't know if there's going to be a Republican Party. What's going on here, folks? What is really going on? Take it in. Watch the full press briefing on BigECsTruth.net. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. Get into the follow box. Type in your email. No spam. No, no ads. Nothing. Just updates on BigECsTruth.net. Scroll all the way down. Go to the follow box. Type in your email and you will be following Big EC's Truth on all the new releases. Ladies and gentlemen, stay vigilant. Keep your head on the swivel. Because what you have today can be gone tomorrow.